0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to the show that's for you. Those of you that work so hard for your money and you're now ready for your money, start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but today so that you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about living rich. It's about living a rich life. Because as you are blessed financially, you now have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. And that is the purpose of the show, to create a ripple effect in the lives of others. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your ripple effect. Thank you for binging and sharing this podcast, as well as trying to make the world a better place and allowing me to also do the same for you. As a reminder, guys, if you haven't been to our website already, go and check out moneyripples.com. On there, we got great things about infinite banking. You can go down that rabbit hole, learning how you can not only protect your money, have this tax-free supercharged savings account, but get your money to pay you twice. Go and check that out today at moneyripples.com. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money and get this. It's only a thousand dollars or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly, and you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. Okay. So here's the big question, right? And this is a question I got all the time as a financial advisor when I used to be the traditional mainstream financial advisor, which is how much money do you need in retirement. How much is it going to take for you to be able to do that? Well, to be able to figure this out, I had to go and look up some statistics. I had to go look this up. And in fact, here's a study that came out that actually might surprise you. It might shock you. And then again, at the same time, it might not. So this article came out saying the survey that we have no idea how much we'll need for retirement. This shouldn't be a shocker for many of us. And here's the statistics came out. This is from Transamerica when they did their research here recently in 2023. It says, based on median numbers, the median number, so the middle number, workers surveyed estimate they'll need 500000 by the time they retire in order to feel financially secure now, they, of course, vary from generation to generation. Baby boomers think they need 750,000. Xers and millennials think 500,000. Generation Z somehow think 250,000 is enough. But here's the thing, guys. Approximately one in five workers estimate they'll need at least $2 million. And more of those are baby boomers that think that. But how do they come up with these lofty figures, it asks. It says they apparently threw a dart. (laughs) Among those providing estimate, nearly half the workers said they guessed the amount they needed to save for retirement. They said that's a big worry because it's already shaky enough with retirement statistics. Here's those that guessed. You can see baby boomers, even 40% of baby boomers were guessing. Most everybody else, about 45%. So remember, everybody's guessing. This is a survey of 5,700 workers that did that. They said only one in five workers actually use a retirement calculator or use some worksheet and even fewer based on the advice given to them by a financial advisor, who, by the way, also use financial calculators. Okay. Now, here's the big thing. Those that prefer not to think about retirement, you can see the graph here. For those of you watching the video here, all workers. Here's what's crazy. The ones that say, I prefer not to think or concern myself with retirement investing until I get closer to that date. Between everybody, it's 42% that say they don't want to even worry about it. Generation Z, of course, is bigger. That's over half right there. Same thing with millennials, about half. But baby boomers, still about 25% don't even want to worry about it. Here's the thing, guys, getting back to the psychology behind this, which again, it should be no surprise for those that either you're in the situation or like in my position where I've heard people talk about this, this shouldn't be a big surprise. What they recommend by a Northwestern mutual say, I think you should say about $1.27 million for a comfortable retirement. That's actually not too far off from the stats that I came up with. If you want the average spending that a baby boomer has right now, that's actually not too far off. But here's the thing. They say there's really two big reasons why people don't want to concern themselves with it. One, because it's just so far in the future, especially if you're a Zoomer you, you know, or a millennial, it's not that big of a concern yet. You have to worry about things going on right now. As he says, like, we don't sleep enough. We text and drive. We overeat. We don't take our medication. We got other things in our mind on the here and now. But the second thing is people never want to feel like they're failing because who wants to think that they're failing at this? That I will tell you is is definitely more true than anything. And uh, I want to get down to this final paragraph here because that's going to lead me to showing you what it actually would take to retire based on average spending for somebody right now, but more importantly, what it really takes for you and is there a better way? But this is the thing that I think is so interesting. All right. So here's a suggestion for the industry, the financial industry This says there are all these calculators that say, oh, you need $4 million to retire. He said, that's not going to happen for almost everybody. It creates the feeling of failure. Well, yeah, because if you see what it takes to get to 4 million, it does create a feeling of failure. I think what the savings industry needs to do is to say, how do we give people the feeling that they're successful? How do we give people the sense that they're not failures? How do we give people a sense of progress, a sense of achievement? That's incredibly important. So that is where I come to you right now is that's exactly it. How do you not make them feel like failures? I'll tell you how, because I was a financial advisor. This is how you make them not feel like failures. You over promise on the numbers that's how you do it. (laughs) And this is what got me to leave in the first place. Remember, I was a financial advisor 20 years ago. One of the big things that bugged me is if I put in realistic numbers, it didn't look good. And even though my, my realistic numbers I was showing back then, I'm finding out today, they weren't even realistic. They were still overly optimistic. Even though I thought I was being conservative with my numbers, it wasn't true. And I was still feeling depressed. This is a big problem, right? Because remember, they're all saying, well, just make people feel better about it. Well, Let's just say that you're going to put away $10,000 a year. That's about $833 a month average. You're going to put away $10,000 a year. And let's just say that you happen to get the interest rate of 8%, which is a little higher than the SP 500 is doing. But I'm putting in 8% because I'm actually factoring in for 401k matches. I'm assuming that you're going to be using a 401k. Now, I say a percent because if you've seen my other videos before, the retirement funds like with Fidelity actually underperform the stock market by 2%. And by the time you factor in what the match actually does, it really only creates about a one5 to 2% max extra return over the long haul of 40 years. So I'm putting an 8% saying that, hey, you know what? I think you might get at least 6%, which is still better than what the Fidelity accounts are doing. But again, I'm trying to be really still a little bit overly optimistic against my point of view, really kind of playing devil's advocate against my point here. I'm gonna give you 40 years of retirement, say you're 25 to 65, right? 10,000 a year. Now, here's the one thing that you might wanna argue with me on, inflation. Now, they're gonna tell you inflation, they target 2%, right? So let's just put in 2% because you gotta have that. Here's the thing. If you wanna be able to make the statistics work, here's what they are. The average social security payout just bumped up. It's now about 1800 bucks a month, but they say the average boomer is spending about 63,325 bucks a year. Or in other words, roughly about $5,300 a month. That means you need about $3,500 a month to bridge that gap. That's $42,000 a year. Now, to have $42,000 a year and to not worry about running out of money, you should only be pulling off 3% a year. This is the statistics that have been coming out for the last few years. It's not new. Again, we questioned it 20 years ago about the 4% rule. 4% rule was based on numbers all the way through the year of 1976. Understand that 1976 things have changed. We barely were taken off the gold standard just before that. Inflation is worse nowadays and people are living longer than they were in 1976. Heck, that was the year before I was born. That was almost a half a century ago. We were basing these retirement statistics, this 4% rule on something that's almost 50 years old, not gonna work, especially because even though life expectancy has gone down a little bit in the last five years or so, still it's up there because if you live to the age of 70, and I just found those statistics here recently, If you happen to live at the age of 70, if you're a woman, you have a 60% chance of living till 90. That's another 20 years. Even for men, you still have a 25% chance of making it past 90. And if you're in your 40s right now, you have a very good chance, especially as a woman, to make it to 100. So just understand that if we're talking about the retirement age being 65, living to 90, that's still 25, maybe more years that you're going to be pulling out money. 3%, especially given inflation and given the fact that you're not going to be trying to gamble all your money in the stock market because you could lose all your money before you die, 3% is probably a very good number at most. At most, you should be pulling out. So what does that mean? That means you got to take whatever that number is per year that you need to bridge that gap times the by 33.33. And what do you get? 1.4 million. So to bridge this gap for the average baby boomer, again, I'm going into these weeds of numbers just for you guys to know what I'm talking about here. You're going to need $1.4 million to be able to pull off that 3% that bridges that gap between Social Security and then what you need for an average retirement. Again, that's only 5300 bucks a month. 5300 That's not a lot, guys. That's, again, somebody living on a good budget. It could be relatively comfortable depending on the state they live in or the lifestyle they have. But depending on the state, that's not a very comfortable lifestyle either because there could be bigger costs. Like if you're living in California or New York or Jersey, places like that, you could be paying more money. All right, so $1.4 million is what you need after inflation. Notice this, $10,000 a year, 8% for 40 years, 2% inflation. Here it is, $1.267 million. You almost made it with 2% inflation, right? Now, if you wanted to get to... Really, if you want to get to 1.4, watch what happens when I add 12,000. Boom, now about a million and a half. Really, you could save about a thousand bucks a month. You could get there if inflation was only 2%, but it's not. Now, this is what I did as a financial advisor. I put inflation down around 2% because I wanted people to feel better, right? Watch what happens if I change this to 5%. Now, why would I say 5%? Before I change this, why would I say 5? Now, the reason I say 5 is this. You go to shadowstats.com, you see it right here on my screen you'll see there's different charts, one of which is the one from 1980-based. They started changing things after the 70s. The government really started adjusting the consumer price index so that one reason is Social Security can last longer. They don't have to raise it as much for the cost of, of inflation, the cost of living increase. That's where I got that number, 1827 a month is the average Social Security payout right now in 2023. Well, that's great, okay? But that's them trying to keep the numbers down. Since the 1980s, really since Carter era, really in the 1970s. And that's what this guy that created ShadowStats.com based it on because his numbers weren't working out when he was basing on the the government statistics versus airline profits. It wasn't working out anymore because the actual real cost inflation versus what the government was reporting started changing. And this is every president. It's not like this is a one one-time thing or only a Democrat thing. Republicans had done this just as much as Democrats. Although Democrats definitely did a pretty bad job, especially after 1990, we started seeing some big adjustments happening. So they start adjusting percentages of what things you count in inflation. Notice the trend. So notice like in the, going really to 1980, the numbers just fine. It's of course high inflation back then because there were high interest rates skyrocketing. Everything was going crazy. We had like 15% inflation. Then it comes back down into the low single digits. But notice, the red line that's here is what the government's reporting versus what they were reporting before. So they start making adjustments so that now inflation is a little bit less and it's just a few percent, right? And then boom, right even get to the 90s. Notice inflation's going higher on that old scale, but it's, it looks like it's flat throughout the 90s and into the 2000s. It stays right around two to 5%. This is why we we were talking about 3% inflation back in the day as financial advisors. But remember how the, the Fed said they're targeting 2% and we kind of saw that in 2010. You can see it was down there around the lower portion, two to 3% right there till we see it skyrocket. But notice when it was around two to 3% up here in the original equation, it's right around like eight to nine, almost 10%. So it's about 7% more than what the government's reporting today. That's how much they've altered and jacked with these these in inflation rates. So if they say it's 2%, really they're saying, oh, it's more like 9%. So when I'm saying I'm putting in 5% here, notice i'm pretty much saying that according to the statistics of the government with their reporting that would be like negative you know that'd be like deflation right that's less than zero percent on the inflation rate i'm being conservative again playing devil's advocate against my own point watch what happens you go from 1.5 million which means you live on 45 thousand a year at three percent all said now and bam now you're just right around just under 15 thousand a year with that buying percentage. Remember, you need about 1.4 million. You're about a million dollars short with a 5% inflation rate. This is what depressed my clients. Even when I showed 3%, I'll even show you 3% here but because I would show 3% sometimes. Sometimes I show more. Look, it's a million bucks. It's not enough. Oh, you got to save more just because of inflation. All right, fine. I'll make it 2% so you feel better. 2%. We made it. Yay. Uh, this is by way, why a financial advisor can legally lie about numbers. <laughs> so I'm putting this back to 5%. I think it's a very conservative inflation rate. Very conservative. The truth is it's probably more closer between at least five to 10%. Now, one thing I didn't mention, if you have a 401k, you still got to pay tax. So let's just say you put it only at 25%. I think taxes are going to go up more than that, but let's just say 25%. Guess what? Now your, your inflation power just got knocked down to 275,000 for context here. That means you're really living on $8,000 a year on top of, or about, we'll say less than 700 bucks a month on top of your 1800 bucks a month. You're at 2500 bucks a month. You still need double that. So what do we need to do to get that to 1.4? Cause now we put in taxes because you got to put in reality. Again, didn't want to show that in, in, as a financial advisor, right? Just want to show the big number. Now, by the way, if you focus on this big number. We say, well, look, you got almost $2 million saving just 12000 a year. That's awesome. You know, you only put in 480000 and now you've pretty much quadrupled your money over 40 years, right? But again, inflation is fighting you the entire way. So what would I have to do to get that after inflation number from 275 to 1.4? Well, obviously, it's got to be a lot more. So it got to be about five times so I'm going to put in five times here. I'm going to try 60000 I really don't know, but let's just find out. Look at that, $60,000 a year. They almost get there, almost. Heck, I'll make it 61000 and bada boom, bada bing, we got to the $1.4 As long as inflation doesn't go more than 5%, as long as taxes don't go higher than 25% for you, you can now save $5,000 a month so that you can live on $3,500 a month in retirement. Do you see a problem here? Do you see why people may not want to keep looking at this? Because if you actually want to put in realistic numbers, it is depressing. It makes it seem like it's an impossible uphill battle. This is why we have people more and more, especially because inflation is surpassing what people really need. This is why people more and more feel like they're losing and they're losing badly this is important. This is why people are so worried about running out of money. This is why 35% of people that have over a million dollars in their retirement accounts today still think it'll take a miracle to retire because again, they're trying to get to that at least 1.4. And that's, again, that's for trying to live on 3,500 a month in retirement, 3,500 on top of your social security. That's not a lot, guys. That's not a lot to live on. I'll tell you, most people that talk to us say, oh, my goal is 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month because they want a comfortable, lifestyle, a very comfortable lifestyle where they have freedom, not just living on a fixed budget, right? They don't want to live on that fixed little budget and worry about running out of money. They want more. This is where I tell people you can do much better. Now, remember for them to get that 1.4 million, really what they needed after 40 years was about really $10 million. So let's just say you do want to try to retire in 40 years. What does it take to get to $10 million? What if you didn't have to do that much? What if, for example, and I'll put this back down to, I'll put it back down to 12,000 a year. But let's just say that we can make 11% a year after 40 years. Now, the thing is we could get tax rates down. I'm going to leave everything the same. What happens? We're still short, aren't we? Right? 11% a year, if that's all you ever do, it's still short. Now it's better. Your buying power is now about 15,000 a year versus before, but remember before you were down around 275,000. So you get about double here. So if you want to be able to do this still 30,000, 30, oops, I just did the wrong number. Well, I wasn't far off. I did 30,000 a year, but at 35, and voila, we're actually a little bit ahead. So we even got a little bit ahead of it at 35,000. 34,000 a year at 11%. What if I can make 12%, which by the way, in real estate, I can do. And this is just this compounding interest. This is not anything else. Well, look, now my power is better. I don't have to do as much. I can now, let's see, 25,000 years, close. twenty-eight. 8 there it is, about twenty-eight thousand. We could do a little bit less. Twenty-eight thousand. If I make eleven percent, and again, that's with the same tax rate and everything else, I can have less taxes. What if I buy certain types of real estate where I'm able to depreciate a lot of those returns? I make less. Now I'm presuming that if someone were just put into our alternative investments, different alternative investments that we have connections to, like a fund, like a debt fund, you're going to pay. You're definitely going to pay taxes on that, right? You're still going to deal with inflation, but look, you can still now. Saving twenty-eight thousand years, starting today, get there to where you have that. Now, that's not very impressive, right? It doesn't feel good to have to save twenty-eight thousand years to still get there. What it makes it possible is the fact that if you not just buy into these alternative investment funds, but you start buying real estate, now you can start getting better returns. Especially if you're using a mortgage, and this is true if you buy your own property. There's possible appreciation things that come from there. Now, I'm not trying to trying to promise any kind of appreciation because you never know. There could be years where you don't make it, make money. It could be years that even the property goes down in value. We've seen that before in history, but can go up. Remember, I've mentioned several of my properties that really have increased quite a bit. Even after 2021, when there was the highest inflation and then prices kind of came down, I still sold properties where I bought them for 180,000, but still selling for 220,000. You do the math on that. I still made about a 20% increase on my appreciation, not including the fact that my renters pay down my mortgage for me and not to mention the cash flow that I made on those properties. and I'll tell you that I'm picking these properties specifically because the cash flow wasn't always great because some of our renters didn't necessarily uh, take great care of the property. We had to put a little extra money into it than what we would like to have done. worse than our typical property. so I'm using an underpromised type of a situation here with the rental property that I bought. but still with the cash flow that we made, and with the extra appreciation that we got and for the profits we'll get from the property, even after selling it, we still walk away with over $50,000 from that property. $50,000 profit. A down payment on that was about $40,000. So in two years, I still walked away making over 100% return on that. Now I say it, it kind of sounds awesome <laughs> because that was nice. It was, to put $40,000 down payment and then still walk away with an extra $50,000 profit. Not too shabby, right? Not for two and a half years. So I'm not saying, again, promises, but what if all of a sudden I put this at, you know, instead of like 50% or even 40%, that would be roughly about 40% return. I put it at 25, right? What happens? <laughs> now you're buying powers a lot more. Now you're doing a lot more with it. Now you don't have to wait 40 years, do you? By the way, of course, I would be at a better tax bracket, but still, I'm going to leave it all the same just in case. But if I did reduce that to even 20%, all of a sudden now it's 31 million, didn't I? And that's not too unreasonable right there. So what that mean is I can actually get to that much faster. What if I did 10 years? Let's just see what it is. Nope, not there yet. 15 years, 1.1. So that means probably about 17 years. Yep, actually not even that much. 16 years, so we'll say 16 and a half. We'll round up there, right? So 16 and a half years, if I'm putting away, and I'm making even just 25% a year on my real estate at that same 28,000 that I was saving before, even better. Now, if I were saving the 61,000 that I had to do before to make retirement in 40 years, guess what? Now I'm still double that. I can now do it faster. So now guess what? I'm doing that same thing, I can do it in about 10 and a half years. I'll even put it at 11. We'll just go up. Oh, no, no, it's actually a little over 11. So in 11 years, I'm almost there. Now inflation's not as much of a concern because I'm still keeping pace with it. So if I were to put away the 5,000 months, starting from zero, making a 25% return on that, not only takes 11 years to get to that, And if I can reduce taxes, it's even better. That right there is what we teach. Now, many of our people, of course, they already have savings, they've already started. That's great. Sometimes they have appreciation for properties. Great. Can we get the equity from those properties and get it to use? The big thing is how do you get your money out of prison? You know, money you've been locking away into retirement plans that have been really proven as we're showing here, not to really be working well versus taking that money and putting it elsewhere. Now, of course, you're starting from zero. It's not going to feel like much. Your biggest thing is if you're starting from zero is get as much profit as you can to save as much as you can to be able to build up that cash so then you can invest. Now, again, I'm not making promise returns of 25%. Could you make more? Yes. Could you make less? Definitely. You could definitely make more, more or less. Here's what I've seen, though, is that over time, <laughs> it definitely works better. You definitely outpace inflation, no matter what the inflation rate is. You can definitely do that if you're making double-digit returns. And that's the kind of returns that we always go for. That is the answer. Financial advisors don't have the answer. And in fact, to talk about alternative investments, to talk about investing in real estate, they don't want you to do that. Why? Because they don't have a license to advise you necessarily. They have a license to sell. That's what their licenses are. When they get that Series 6 and Series 63 or Series 7 and 65... All those licenses get them to do is allow them to sell you products, primarily mutual funds and insurances. And really all the ones I mentioned were just mutual funds. They get you to sell you stuff in the stock market. But the problem is the stock market hasn't performed enough. And everything else that we've talked about here, it just hasn't done well enough for you. It's just not enough. You get it? That's why people are living on tighter and tighter budgets as they move into retirement. Or what's really happening, as you're starting to see with baby boomers, is many of them just keep expecting to work. Now, I'm all for being, have the ability to keep working in retirement because I am too. I'm doing it right now. But it's much more powerful if you're work optional, meaning that you're working because you want to, not because you have to. You show up, you're doing it because you have a sense of purpose. It gives you purpose and meaning. Now, many financial advisors are trying to teach this more because they know that their plans will fail. So They're trying to tell you that's what you need to do right? That's what you should be doing because you don't want to just retire and die. I agree. I don't like the word retirement necessarily. I do like the fact of talking about life savings. That's really what you're trying to do here is you're trying to create a life savings for your own life. Savings that'll carry you through no matter what happens. Even if you have to stop working, You're okay. If you want to keep working, you're still okay. And we have plenty of clients that do that. They got out of the rat race and they're still working. And now all the income coming in is gravy. And guess what they can do with that money? They can keep adding to it to keep increasing the cash flow they get month after month, year after year, allowing them to far surpass inflation and be comfortable. But now they have purpose and now they have a reason, but they don't have to do it. They can work part-time all they want. That is the choice they have. That is the choice I want for you too, because I don't want you to be struggling. Being like everybody else saying, it wasn't enough. How depressing. I don't even want to look at my money. Whatever you ignore, whatever you stop looking at will leave you. If you ignore your teeth, you're going to lose it. You ignore your family, you'll lose them. You ignore your money, you'll lose it too. This is why people keep working, not because they want to, because they have to. This is why people feel trapped. This is why they worry about living too long when, especially like I just said, you if you're a woman and you're at least even if you're 65 years old right now, you get a, over a 50 percent chance of living till 90, 90 years old in their 40s like I am right now. If you're a woman, you can live out to be 100 men, 80s, give or take, maybe in the 90s. But if you're a man, you're not going to be the thinking, well, screw her, forget her. Like, I'm just going to take care of myself. No, you want them to be taken care of, too. This is why you probably want life insurance. Right. Things like that that maybe can help bridge that gap. But I'm here to tell you there is hope. Because if somebody says I want a hundred thousand a year, great, you got one point two million right now. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Great, one point two million if it earns ten percent a year, hundred twenty thousand a year. That's ten thousand a month. Ta da! You did it. This is how many of the clients, some of the ones that we have on here too, come because they say, "Whoa, I thought I would maybe never get to a point where I could retire, or never at least in the next several decades be able to retire." And now they're saying, "Whoa, I could do the next five or ten years." This is incredible. That's the kind of freedom again, I don't know the future. I don't know if you're even going to be alive tomorrow. I hope you are. I hope I am. But the one thing we can do is we can affect today. right? It's not about just living for tomorrow and hoping for someday, hoping for retirement, because you may not get there. You may not have the chance of freedom to experience and enjoy the life you want now. And I'm saying this just for myself as well as everybody else, right? is you have today. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with this knowledge? Will you keep throwing your money in hoping because Hey, everybody else is doing it. I want to be broke like everybody else. you going to do that or you're going to do something different that actually does work and has worked for millions of us, myself included, many of our clients and people that I invite on the show, all of us, we get it. We understand it. We've experienced it. That's my invite for you. If you want to know how to do that, you can obviously go take that passive income calculator on our website at moneyripples.com and see what you can do today. Guys, make a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.